Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Good evening, and welcome back to Leadership Live at 805. I'm your host, Andrew Frazier. I'm excited to be back here this week after Thanksgiving. Hope that you had a great holiday and spent it with family and friends. And, um, you know, now we're coming up on the end of the year, so a lot going on. Uh, make You know, it's a time to make the big push so you end the year strong. Also, it's an important time to really start planning for next year so that you can really uh, make next year your best year ever. That's my goal, and that's what I'm going to be doing. And I hope the same is true for you. And if you need some help, um, you know, definitely that's one thing we specialize in. So putting together your growth plans and strategies. But um, tonight, like many nights, we have, you know, a special guest and really excited um, talking about how to defibrillate your business. you know, as business owners, it can be challenging. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you need a little energy or a little shock to really get you and your business up and running in, um, in the way it has the potential to. Um, so definitely our guest tonight, um, Vanessa Zami, she has um, shared some ideas and strategies around being able to really um, prepare yourself to really move your business forward in a great way. So um, our topic is to fibrillate your life, to reinvigorate your business. And, you know, one of the things I always say is, um, you know, your business is really there to improve your life rather than your life is there to give to your business. So it's important to keep that in perspective. And, um, you know, so making sure that, um, you know, the better shape that's in, the better and more successful you're going to be in business. So, um, so talking to Vanessa tonight, you know, she's an international speaker. She um, really has great messages and she's doing great things for entrepreneurs and business owners, especially women entrepreneurs and business owners. So let me invite her on and we'll say hi. Hey, Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Glad to have you on, on the show with me this evening. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Okay, great. Um, so, 
definitely, you know, it's great, um, great time heading on. You know, it's coming up on the end of the year. For many people, it's been a tough year. Yeah. Sometimes they need, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little bit to supercharge them to get through the rest of the year and really start the next year off well. So, um, looking forward to really chatting with you, learning a little bit more about you, what you're doing and how you help people. Um, but before that, you know, we want to know a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your journey, where you are, how you got there, some of the key things you've learned along the path. Well, I'm happy to be here. And uh, first off, I see some people in the comments. So hello there, Victoria. And hello there, Precious. Yes, yes, yes. Precious actually is the one who introduced us together, uh, Andrew and I, to each other. But ultimately, in terms of my journey, so my company, Liberation X, all started because I've seen so many women, including my own mother, with big dreams that never quite took off. And it hit me hard, especially watching my mother live paycheck to paycheck, and then, you know, as a child. And so I entered corporate instead. And although I had a successful career, increasing in titles, getting myself to six figures, lots of amazing experiences, I couldn't help but look around and see others in the similar boat to my mother, a lot of dreams deferred. And I knew I had to do something about it. And so I became the business defibrillator. And as a business defibrillator, I had the honor of first working with women who wanted to start their businesses, but were lost as to how. And then as the business essentially evolved, I then continued to work with women still, but with women business owners who had you know, started their business 10 years, 10 years ago, and 10 years later, found themselves stuck in what I say, unfulfilling jobs, right? You probably see this too, Andrew, where a lot of business owners end up, their business ends up becoming their job in a sense. And so they had this vision of freedom, like, oh yeah. And then they end up 10, 15 years later in a business that's not giving them any freedom at all, right? So even if they were making six figures in their business, a lot of times they were making six figures in their business and still finding themselves in that place of overwhelm, stress, exhaustion. And without even saying anything, I was actually already attracting a lot of women between the ages of 50 to 65, which was the age of my mother as well. So I was like, oh, okay, look at that. And whereas people who, at the end of the day, their dreams had lost their spark, right? They had the business, but the dreams had lost their spark. And I couldn't just stand by. And so I focused on small women business owners. And clients would rave about how, you know, through working with me, they had this newfound peace, newfound joy, newfound time. Okay. And I couldn't help but hear also this whisper of, okay, what if we expanded this? Not just working with women one-on-one, -on -one, but what if I then took this message and transformed dozens, hundreds, and thousands of women to evolve from the burnout to the freedom? Then perhaps one day we would reach millions. And so Liberation X, it's more, it's more than just a company. It's a movement. And so what I do is I connect with women at women-centered conferences, giving talks to them and running workshops to really empower them with actionable tips and strategies to help them really reignite their passions and take back control of their lives as they redefine and embrace their freedom vision. So that's what I'm all about, helping women business owners who are dealing with burnout. And here's the thing, for those men listening, this these tips also work for you too. So Looking forward to sharing more during this chat. I believe every woman has the right to live life on her own terms, doing what she loves when she wants. And we're going to talk more about that. And also, again, for the men listening, stay tuned. Okay. 
All right, excellent. So you, you know you're doing great things, like I mentioned. Um, very excited about your um, Liberation X and your Freedom Tour next year. Um, but you know you focus on women, which makes sense. Um, but like you said, everything you know it, it helps men as well. So what is the number one thing that people come to you? Because, you know, what I find is a lot of times people come to me looking for something, but that isn't necessarily yeah, what they yeah. really need. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, because I think it's it's important to have that perspective. Yes. And so and actually I am uh, graduating the coaching and consulting arm of my business. And so really focusing more on the education and training side. But in terms of when doing my one-on-one business, what people a lot of times come to me for is their sort of in the summary, it's the cash flow issues. But it's not the cash flow issues in the sense of, oh, I'm making zero dollars, help me make more. It's the cash flow issues in the sense of I'm making six figures, but something is not working. And so they're sort of broke rich business owners. According to their account statements on Square, for example. So I have a lot of, I work with a lot of um, retail, restaurant, sort of mom and pop shops on the main street uh, type of stores and businesses. And it's, they have the sales. So in theory, their life should be better than it was 10, 15 years ago, but they're not feeling it. They're not experiencing it. And what happens is they think it's because of marketing is the issue, right? I think there's something wrong with the business is this, you know, so essentially what they come to me about is marketing. They come to me just saying, essentially, I want help with my finances. That's what they come. And then what ends up happening (laughs) is (laughs) we discover that it's more than just the finances. We discover it together. It's a lovely journey uh, of discovering it together. I have to say I partner with my clients in a sense, right? They pay me, but I think of it more of like a partnership. And so we discover together, me and the client, that it is more than just the finances, right? It's more than just the, you know, this is the income, this is expenses. Oh, just cut expenses and voila. No, 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 then profit, uh, no. It is more about the business owner's mindset around leadership. Because a lot of times they actually do have a team. A lot of people come to me have, whether it's one person or it's 10 people, there's someone else there mm-hmm. helping them out, whether part-time or full-time. And, but they're not leveraging that person effectively. Okay, but that's number one. That's another issue that happens. And then two, it's why they're not leveraging that person effectively or how you can see that they're not leveraging that person effectively ends up coming down to their beliefs, their mindset, comes to a lot of mindset, but lines, mindset around time, their to-do list. And I end up getting a lot of people who I cut, like to call creators. So they, they have a lot of ideas, a lot of things they want to do. And so, you know, and it doesn't stop, you know, they had it when they started their business and 10, you know, 12 years later, they still have all these ideas, you know, all these ideas and things that they want to do. And, you know, so it's every quarter, every season, it's something different. And so that also gets in their way where they're doing a trying to do it all and not appreciate currently having optimizing that, for example, is another thing that ends up happening commonly with the people I work with. And so, yes, I can go on, on, but yes. Okay. Okay. So lack of focus. I I run into that. Yes. You know, really, it's important. 
and and actually it's interesting um you know what you said uh because you know really business you know you need holistic help you know there's usually several things that you need that are intertwined with each other mm -hmm. uh, so but you know at the end of the day the you know the most important thing is you know your business can only go as far as you're prepared to take so mm. you know, no, yes. you know there's so many things you need to know that you can't know them all but there's certain things you need to know that can hurt you so you know making sure you understand those um, one of them being that you focus yes that you, no matter where you are in business you focus but focusing within the resources right because there is a level of you know, it's not, we're not saying, you know, stick to one income stream and just do cookies for the next 20 years of your business. No, but it's knowing that, okay, if you're going to add an additional revenue stream to your business, that's similar to adding another business to your business. Yep. And so that takes that it's not as, you know, simple as I'm just going to add it. And da, da, da. I was like, no, it is, you know, I help my clients realize that it is adding, like, for example, one client wants to go online. He's like, I'm just going to go yes you know that is a smart move and recognizing that it's also similar to adding another business it's not going to be a get rich quick i'm gonna go online and voila boom boom it's also right. marketing is needed and thus you also need to share resources that you're doing with your in-store with the online and all that sort of jazz so yeah 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 okay so you know definitely a lot of people running multiple businesses then don't realize it um you know and i always say you know the if you have more than one target market, actually, each target market is basically a business. Yeah, yeah. Just a business plan for each of them. So it's 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 really easy to um, not be as focused as you could and should be. So um, yes, it's easy yeah. not to be, but it's critical. It's critical. That's right. And um, you know, of course, you know, you got your finances. A lot of times people focus on the revenues and not the profitability mm -hmm. and you know many times business owners are a little bit afraid of their finances so usually they're not mm. looking at the numbers and other things that too and, yeah you know if you're not doing that it's going to be hard to run your business um successfully yeah uh, especially yeah. as you yeah. that creator group i talked about yeah the creator group they are very, very, very often I find they're not looking at their numbers. And so, and even just, even the process of going through the numbers with them, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole couple of hours. So, okay, we got this, we got to do this. And then they try to distract themselves like, no, we must focus. We must do this. Uh, but then they appreciate the fact that they do it after they do it. So it's very Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so definitely, um, you know, so definitely precious is, you know, we, we looked at her numbers the first time, one of the first times we met, and um, it was eye-opening, you know. Uh, but I think that's a lot of the, that's the mm -hmm. case a lot of times. So, um, so you know, so definitely that's key. Um, now, you talked about leadership, you know, because yeah. I think that's why we have the show, Leadership Live <laughs> at 8.05, because, you know, leadership is so important in mm -hmm. terms of your success in business and um but a lot of times business people started businesses not because they wanted to be a leader but because they yeah. were interested in what they do yep so you know how do you assess someone's leadership skills and figure out kind of 
where they where they need help and what are some of the key areas that people generally need help? Yeah, so assessing their leadership skills and identifying what key areas they need help in. So in terms of assessing their leadership skills, what I do is first I listen to what they're saying about their team. Because when you hear an entrepreneur or a founder, when you hear a leader, there are ways that they're describing their team members, their current staff, and I even think talking about hiring new people, but just their current staff, there are ways that they describe them or they'll talk about them and give examples of, oh, this person, you know, I don't know. It just seems like whenever I give her something, she just doesn't do it. Oh, oh I'm so frustrated. It's just we never see, we're always arguing in this meeting. And there's sort of all these different clues that the business owner will say, the founder will say, and that helps me to get a, get a sneak peek into what's happening. And then what I'll do is and talk to the actual team members. And so I'll, you know, ask permission from the business owner first. Can I talk to your team members? Can you connect us? And ultimately then going and talk to the team members. Like I'll have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. So for example, one of my clients, her daughter actually does her chief marketing for marketing for her business and has done it for many, many years. And so there was a point in time where we were discussing the marketing strategy with my client. And I said, let's, let's, let me kind of have a conversation with uh, the marketing person, the marketing lead, right? So I had a conversation with her, very eye-opening conversation. Because a lot of times also with leadership or even just communication in general, there are two sides to every story, two sides to every story, two sides to every situation. And so it's very helpful for me to get my client's perspective, the business owner, the founder, awesome. It's a very valid perspective. But I love also hearing the other side to the story to the situation, to the relationship, okay? And that then helps to give me a clearer picture on what's actually happening. And then from there, I can then truly assess, okay, what actually needs to be done. So for example, uh, one of my clients, nonprofit and education nonprofit, and she had hired somebody who prior to her doing her nonprofit for multiple years, she had worked with this person like 10 years ago in the field and so trusted this person's skill set. So amazing, so great at developing programs for youth and community. She had the utmost faith in this person. So she reached out when she was looking for a new staff member to join the team, the growing team. She reached out to that person, person agreed. They started working together. Now, I then sat down with this client we're just chatting about what we usually do with her nonprofit, helping her to discuss how to improve her sales skills so that she can then improve her fundraising. And so a, a notification comes up on the phone. Notification comes up. And my client's face just goes, mm, mm, uh, right? So one of those faces where you see, you see someone's message pop up and you just make that face. You just don't want to see that message. Okay, so I, I sort of paused our session. I just asked about what happened? Did something go wrong with one of the sites? Like what's going on? And that's what I learned about the backstory of the current employee and the situation that was happening. And just from my client's description of what was happening, how my employee was responding, I was able to understand what was happening. And I told my client flat out, here's what's happening. You are micromanaging. I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> you are, you're micromanaging the employee. So what was happening was that, you know, she trusted this person, but the way that she was managing this person was, or could be viewed and was viewed as being a micromanager. And so my client was able to, you know, to remember and assess and actually recall 
the direct responses from the employee about what she was saying and how she was responding to things. So I was able to use that to identify, identify and understand, oh, okay, my client's being a micromanager. The employee feels very micromanaged. And so how do we address that? And so the rest of the session was spent really just discussing tools and activities for them to work together and improve their relationship. And two years later, the employee is still there at that company and they're like feeling more joy and happier about it. And so for me, in terms of assessing the leadership, it really comes down to assessing the relationship, which then comes down to having direct discussions with my client, the leader, the business owner, the founder, and then with the other staff member or members as well too. Because a lot of times when it comes to being a business owner, it's, you know, it's a problem with one staff member that may be top of mind, but there are sometimes even more issues with other staff members that come up as well. Okay. No, great. Great. Um, it's interesting in my, my first book, Running Your Small Business Like a Pro, um, the fifth chapter is called, um, Is It Me or Are My Employees Crazy? Because, mm. you know, similar to what, what you mentioned, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, there may be some strife between mm -hmm. the owner and, and employees, but uh, many times they're the ones that needs to resolve the problem. And many times it may be them that's the problem. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so, you know. I did like a, yeah, I did like a workshop a couple of years ago. I was like, it's not them, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely, definitely, you know, that that's key. And, um, you know, micromanaging is a challenge. Um, actually, something, you know, my, actually, I guess my, my, most recent book and or in my soon to be released book, um, second edition, uh, the Masterpreneur Playbook, um, lays out actually something that um, that is kind of interesting around that topic. So, awesome. You know, one of the premises is, you know, there's five steps to grow, and you got to go from being an entrepreneur to employee supervisor to manager to executive to CEO. And each one of those, you have a totally different role and responsibility. So a lot of times as a business owner, if you don't shift from being the employee supervisor to the manager, then you're not going to effectively um, be able to grow because your organization is not going to be able to move forward because you're not doing the key things. And um, so definitely, um, you know, like you said, you know, it's fine to be a manager, but when you have managers, um, you need to let them manage. So, um, you know, especially- Make room for other leaders. <laughs> right, make room for other leaders and, and really you gotta become a coach more than a manager. And the beauty of that, and going back to the topic of this episode, right? The beauty of that is when you let other people lead, you then have more time for yourself <laughs> right 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 that's defibrillating your life <laughs> and so and it's sort of using that power of leadership and delegation effectively as a tool and a means to help yourself sustain yourself so you can show up as a better leader for your business yeah no definitely definitely so uh so we're gonna take a quick break and um come back to you know to really the conversation and sort of build on leadership 
but just want to share something real quick. Uh, you know, we just had Cyber Monday yesterday. Um, so, you know, we, we have some Cyber Monday specials for you. So if you're looking for some great, um, we got some great gear. So you can be looking sharp as well as um, my all pro combo. So actually all three of my books for 33% off. So um, something you may want to check out. Links in the chat. Um, and let's see. There we go. Um, and just to give you a little taste of what we've got is um, a little bit about the, the different books. So we'll just play the Masterpreneur Playbook and then we'll come This back. is my most recent. It's not even available yet. Oh, it's not? Um, okay. okay. The Masterpreneur Playbook. Okay. Um, and really, you know, we talked about mm -hmm. is there's five steps yeah. to growing your business. Yeah. And, you know, really laying out what those steps are, but not only what the steps are, how do you transition through them? And, you know, each stage, you have certain things, there's a certain challenge that you have to overcome. Right. There's a certain goal you have to achieve. Right. There's a certain role you have as a business owner. Right. There's a certain structure that you need to have within your business to support um, that role and move into the next role. So each step, you know, I lay out what those things are Wonderful. because each one of those yep. has a key skill that you have to have as, a, as the business owner. You have to evolve and continually learn or you're going to get stuck. You can only go as far as you're prepared to take. Okay, welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm here with Vanessa Zami and we're talking small business, talking about leadership, talking about how to defibrillate your life and your business. And, um, you know, one of the key things she was talking about was really being able to manage people effectively. And for many business owners, that's a really big challenge. And we actually have a question about that for, from um, Precious. Um, you know, she liked the story, um, micromanager, she's been there. What happens when you've never managed? How do you help people to learn how to manage if they've never managed before? Yes. So I actually have one of my signature talks is called Leading for Longevity, How to Maintain a High Productive Standard for Your Growing Team. And so and I do this talk, I recently did this talk in Illinois for a woman-centered community and group. So but with that being said, something that I talk about in that workshop is the idea of doers versus entrepreneurs. There's all these personality tests out there. So many out there, right? MBTI, uh, Strengths Quest, Gallup has a whole bunch of stuff too. There's all, so many personality tests. And, but when you distill them down to just the people who you're working with or the people who you're looking to hire, I call it doer versus the entrepreneur. And what happens with a micromanager is a lot of times when they're seen as a micromanager, it's they're seen as a micromanager from the person who... I would call and label the entrepreneurial person. They're the entrepreneurial mindset. And what that means is, yes, you are the entrepreneur because you founded this business, you started this business, great. But what happens a lot is that you have the people who are intrapreneurs. So they're entrepreneurs, but they act as entrepreneurs within a specific company. And usually those are the people as an entrepreneur who you wanna hire because they tend to be more independently minded, and as a business owner, you're saying to yourself, I don't want to have to really deal with managing you. And so you tend to look for the person who's a little bit more independent minded, 
They kind of just do their own thing. You tell them what to do. They do their own thing. You don't want to babysit them in theory. You don't want to babysit them. Now, what happens is when you hire this person, that's what they prefer. They don't want to be babysat. All you need to tell them is the main objective and just let them go. Let them go. Okay. But here's where the micromanaging disconnect comes because you're saying to yourself, well, Vanessa, yes, I want to hire someone independent. I then hire someone independent. So thus they're not being micromanagers, but they are. They are being micromanaged because then what happens as an entrepreneur is that this is your baby. As a business owner, whether you've been in business five years, 20 years, 50 years, this is your baby. Okay. And so, yes, you're thinking about 15 million other things, but within those 15 million other things, you're thinking about this, the project that you gave this employee, this entrepreneurial minded employee. And so you want updates. And also as an entrepreneur, as a business owner and founder, what happens is you want updates yesterday. You want things to happen a little bit faster and quicker. And you also have this belief that they should happen faster and quicker than they are. And so what ends up happening is that you then check in with the entrepreneur. Now, checking in is not bad. But checking in too often is what leads to the discontents from both ends, right? From both you as well as your new employee. Because now they're saying, I'm getting asked so many questions, I can't do my work. Or they're saying, well, I'll go back to the example that I gave. Or they're saying, you know, they, they're feeling, not so much they're saying, but they're feeling as though you don't trust them. Because what happens as an entrepreneur, you're so focused on talking about the things that haven't been done. Meanwhile, the entrepreneur has done a lot of stuff, but that's not what you're focused on. You're talking about, okay, but what about this? What about that? But what about this thing? And they're sitting there, well, I haven't done that yet. That's not coming yet. That's going to happen tomorrow. Meanwhile, they did all this other stuff, but you're not focusing on that. So now they feel judged. They feel as though you don't believe they're doing their work well. They feel unappreciated, undervalued. And so that's essentially what happened with the disconnection. Okay. So the advice that I tell people, leaders, women, business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, even male as well too, is to really think about, okay, who are you dealing with? The doer or the entrepreneur, right? Is the person you're speaking to an entrepreneurial minded person where you, you hired them for their independence and they can be independent with whatever project you gave them, whether it be, uh, you know, develop the new PR campaign, marketing campaign for our new product or you know, create the new event strategy for our new space, whatever the project may be. If you hire an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial minded person for that, right? And this could be someone part-time, full-time, hourly wage, salary wage, you know, freelancer from Upwork or your best friend's cousin. Doesn't matter what, what field they're in. The point is, are they an entrepreneurial minded person who can be independent? And the thing about for yourself, okay, yes, it is important to have updates. I'm not saying here, just let them go off and be free and run wild with your business. This is your business, okay? All right, is, let's, be, let's be mindful here. But think about it. You're, you, know, you took your business to daycare. You take that, that part of your business that you gave out to the entrepreneur, has gone to daycare. And now you can spend six hours doing whatever it is you want to do. But the idea here, the way that works in practice is, what you want to do is, yes, have a check-in with the entrepreneur. Schedule the check-in once a week for your own sanity. 
And then let them guide the discussion. Let them guide the discussion of the meeting. Now, keeping in mind, just as you, perhaps you, you're a creator, you have a whole lot of ideas and you also can lack focus. Sometimes if you hire an entrepreneurial person, they might be in the same boat where they also can lose focus sometimes. So you have to, as a leader, help to guide them as well too. But first, allowing them to really set the agenda. And when you're scheduling the check-in meeting for maybe it's like Mondays at 3 p.m. or something, or maybe it's Wednesdays, whatever day you, you think works best for the cadence of your business, but you schedule that meeting and you say, okay, uh, we'd love to discuss in this meeting just updates on what's happening with Project X. And perhaps the day before the meeting, some questions come up in your mind and you just put it in an email. You just say, I'm curious, curious about this part and that part, the end, but you're still letting them guide the discussion on the day of the actual meeting. And so in that way, you're still getting your check-in, you're still getting your updates as a leader, which is what you want, but you're still allowing them to maintain their independence and the freedom that you hired them to maintain, to help yourself focus on the other things in your business or in your life. Okay, maybe your grandkids, your spouse, date night here and there, whatever it may be. And so when it comes to if you've never managed someone before, really consider is the person you're leading a doer or an entrepreneur and their entrepreneur recognizing and appreciating their independence in a way where they still have independence on their role and you're still getting the updates that you need. Oh, you're very welcome, Precious. Happy to help. Okay, great. Um you know, I like the doer versus entrepreneur. Um, you know, one of the things I always tell people is, you know, you, you have to deal with people effectively um, and task efficiently. So that means you can't treat everybody the same. That is you know, true. You have to work effectively. And some, you know, so one thing that works for someone may not work for someone else. And sometimes with people, slow is fast. Sometimes going slower at times actually prepares you to be able to go faster at times you know, yeah you're yeah. probably familiar with the african-american or the african proverb you know if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together yes and if you go alone and you're going fast for too long then you need a defibrillator uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to bounce you back so um, so that's key. I mean, you talked about so many valuable things in that, you know, last few minutes. So, um, so I just want to take a minute to unpack them if that's okay. By all means. All right. So, you know, definitely that. And, you know, a lot of it's about interpersonal skills, being able to effectively, um, work with others in the best mm -hmm. way, way possible. Um, so, you know, as far as, interpersonal skills you know what would you say are the most important ones um for people to develop and in what ways do you um work with them to develop it are there tools or or what what is you you know how, how do you help people get better at that yes so what are the interpersonal skills and what are some tools so when you say the interpersonal skills I will say my first thought is it depends on the culture of your own business. And what I tell people is anyone could be a leader. Anyone could be a great leader. 
And so I also, I'm also a professor of entrepreneurship. So I teach a class called entrepreneurship uh, for a group of students in Portland State University out in Oregon. And so it's a mixed crowd, undergrad, grad people, you know, full-time jobs, parents, et cetera. And one of the classes that I have in my curriculum is on leadership and hiring. And what I tell people and what I share with them, it's the same thing I share in my two-hour workshop, Meeting for Longevity. Well, not the same thing, but this statement I'm about to say right now, which is that anyone can be a great leader. Anyone can be a great leader. And I like to always present this scenario where I tell people, okay, someone, you know, one of your employees decides, you know, asks to leave an hour early to go to an appointment, take their spouse to the appointment. You say yes. The next week, another employee who's average but not great also asks to leave early. They, they mentioned the, you know, who you talked about last. They mentioned last week's situation with the other employee. So they are being asked to be let go an hour early for an appointment. They're not telling you what the appointment is. I have to listen to that again for this example. But people tend to have different answers for that. And the thing about the scenarios is not necessarily a right answer. Because when it comes to your company, you can lead it however you want. And the way that, and let's talk about even cultural differences. Okay. The way people lead companies in the US versus the way they lead companies in China, for example, or somewhere else in Asia or in Europe or whatever it may be in other continents or countries is, is different just based on cultural values and differences. It's not necessarily, there's nothing necessarily right or wrong about any of that. And so when it comes to interpersonal skills, though, like, for example, in my company, what I value at Liberation X is all about honesty and transparency which comes down to a key skill in leadership across the board though, no matter what culture you're in, which is communication. Communication, 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 okay? And so when it comes to what interpersonal skills are necessary for an effect, for effective communication, that's now, we all deeper here. So to be an effective leader, you need to be an effective communicator. To be an effective communicator, what are the skills that you need for that? Listening, active listening, which means actually taking that, and maybe for you that might mean taking notes, whatever it may be, whatever it may mean. But ultimately it is truly taking the time to ask the right questions to your employee or your interviewee or whatever it may be, to then fully understand what it is that's happening in their mind and in their world. So with active listening, it allows you to embody some more sympathy and empathy on their perspective. All right, so that's one of the most, most important interpersonal skills is the listening, okay. then the understanding. Oh yes, you wanna chime in? Okay, um, well, I mean, I just say, you know, they say that, you know, the best investment that you can make um, professionally, whatever you're doing, is um, developing your communication skills. So uh, anywhere, um, you get the most best return, both personally and professionally, by de further developing your communication skills. So you're, so you're right, right on with that. That is true. And then, but in order to be an effective communicator, you got to be an effective, active listener. 
You have to be someone who can actually listen and understand and ask the right questions. Not even ask the right questions, but even ask questions in general to understand more about what's happening. Because it's very easy as a leader, as an entrepreneur and business owner, to just think that your way, your thought, you know, what you see is all that's happening, you know, and then you're kind of just, oh, this employee is just being terrible. Oh, this employee, I can't believe that, you know, oh, oh, can you believe them? I can't believe and usually when you sit down and take the time to sit down. So I tell people have developmental development checks with your employees and your staff at least once a quarter. Just make the time to listen, to understand what's happening in their life. What are their goals? Do they still feel aligned to the business and the culture? Are they still, you know, stuff of that nature. And so, and it helps when you do that listening. One, it helps you to know more about your employees. But also, too, it helps them to see that you actually care about them, you know. And then they're a little bit more amenable to stay with you, which helps to save you costs on turnover and recruiting. So, yeah. Okay. And, and not only that, they may actually give you some ideas that are going to make your business yes. better. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. Um, oh, let's talk about feedback. Yes. Feedback. Very difficult right. for an entrepreneur to accept feedback. Yes, 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 yes. Or any business owners in general. It's like, no, this is this is the way. This is the way. It's like you know, Hallmark movies, which are very popular now. You know, there's usually a scenario where the small business owner gets advice from outside, and they're like, no, no, no. We've been doing this for 30 years. This is the way it should be. It's like there's some validity to that, sure. But let's also consider that. And most of the time, what's happening is the business owner, the entrepreneur, the founder. When we're getting feedback, there's this perception that it's an attack. And so the first instinct is to become defensive to whoever's giving feedback, an investor, a partner, uh, a co-founder, an employee, a new hire, a long-term hire, whoever it is is giving feedback. It is like, I remember, so I also do some training education for Watson Institute. And they host a bunch of fellowships sponsored by different companies. And so one fellowship sponsored by Comcast this past fall, we had someone in that group who talked about, you know, how she had to go through a lot in the journey of entrepreneurship around receiving feedback effectively. Because she was receiving feedback and she would get that from hires. But what happened was then it became an argument. Instead of a, thank you for that feedback, I'll consider that, it became an argument. Because what would happen was, and I was letting her know essentially what was happening was she was getting defensive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're getting feedback, it's from people who are also yeah. entrepreneurial. It's from people who they might be seeing another news article that you have not seen, right? They're in other spaces that you are not in other in, in spaces. You're not in the same spaces. Now that's, that's not to say that you listen to everybody who gives you advice or shares feedback. The idea is not that you actually follow I tell you, listen, but it's not that you follow every feedback point that you hear, but it's you take the time to, uh, to say thank you. Take the time to understand, okay, where's that feedback coming from? What do they mean? And just ask them. Oh, what are your thoughts? Because sometimes people also, when you hire people, they have prior work experiences, you know, in the same field. Mm -hmm. And so they might have seen something, heard something, learned something. And they're just trying to make your life easier. Or they think they're trying to make your life easier. And so they give a suggestion. They give feedback. And so you listen. So, yep. Yeah, listening's key. And it's it's difficult for a lot of entrepreneurs. 
Um, I would also say it's important to have outside feedback because it's yes. very difficult to take feedback from your employees. And also most employees generally, they don't like to tell you stuff um, about yourself or about what's going on in your business. So, um, you know, having an external perspective is helpful because, you know, you're only seeing what people want you to see. Um, yes. So, so, you know, definitely getting feedback that way, getting feedback with you know, people who have some knowledge, some experience um, can be very beneficial. Advisors, mentors, other peers and entrepreneurs in the same space. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, you know, that's key. Uh, one thing you talked about earlier that I, I wanted to pick up on was you talked about, um, you know, like as a business owner, a lot of times, you know, you're looking for updates and other stuff um, faster than your employees are ready. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of business owners don't realize is sort of their impact. And many times, you know, you're, you know, one, you come up with a lot of ideas because you're entrepreneurial. Uh, and most entrepreneurs have ADD. So, you know, you're already like moving faster than most people. But also you have, you usually have more time to think about ideas than your employees. So, you know, they've got to do their job also. And, you know, so you don't want to be, um, you know, pester them too much. And you mentioned regular meetings. You know, I, I usually have people set up regular meetings, set goals and KPIs that you measure during those as well. So that, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's consistent, you know, there's expectations and, and you, you know, you don't have to go talk to them every time you have an idea or think of something. Yes. So. And it allows also for the entrepreneur to, to have that patience. It's sort of a way to check yourself, say, Oh, wait, at that meeting Monday, I'll wait for the update on Monday. I don't have to send an email on Saturday yep. for the update. I'll wait for Monday or whatever the meeting is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's important. Um, you talked about asking questions, um, especially if you have managers, um, you gotta be, you know, I, I tell people you shouldn't be telling anyone what to do um, because that's your manager's job. You know, you should mm -hmm. be asking questions and having them come figure out the answer, figuring out the plan so they own it. Um, yes. And also so, so you don't have to figure out the plan, which saves you time fibrillating your life. So, mm -hmm. There you go. And, and, they they may be better than you at yes. what they do, probably, especially once your organization grows and you start hiring people with specific expertise. Yeah, yeah. So 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 that's key also. So now, um, you know, we've been talking about business, uh, but you know, part of it, a big piece of it, is life. Yeah. So you talk. So what what on the life side? Um, do you see as key for entrepreneurs and business owners um, to be able to, you know, improve their life, but also improve their business? Yes. And so in my 
the workshop I mentioned, Leading for Longevity, it's a, well, three-hour workshop that can be cut down to two hours. But the last part of it, so it's Lead, Sustain, Thrive. And the third part is all about, well, the sustain part is all about the life part. Because ultimately, as business owners, if you don't show up, no one else is going to show up. Now, if you've hired a new president CEO of your company, that's another conversation. But while you are the founder and president of your company or your brand, if you don't show up, no one else is going to show up. That does not mean, however, that you need to be up 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just agonizing over social media and your phone messages and your phone calls and your emails and all the demands that other people can have on your life. That's not what that means. What that means is you. it is important, it is critical that you put things in place for you to show up as effectively as you can, whether that be at the check-in meeting, at the investor pitch, at the potential new you know, real estate investment, whatever it may be, but you want to show up to that meeting, not, oh, hey, yeah, yesterday was busy. You were so busy yesterday. Yeah, you know. Oh, you know, can't wait till Friday. OMG, can't wait till Friday. It's only Tuesday, okay? You don't want to show up like that. And so how do you, what are some tips for you to sustain yourself effectively so that you can show up effectively, not only for the people around you, but also for your clients and customers? Because chances are that you are doing this business, you're listening to this podcast and watching this live show because you have a mission, because you have a vision, because you have a purpose. And said so there are many people relying on you to show up effectively. But that also doesn't mean sacrifice and struggle in the sense of being exhausted, overwhelmed, and stressed out all the time. So how do you sustain yourself? Well, some tools, this is what I talk about more so in my keynote presentation, and around just the three E's. So I say energy, efficiency, effectiveness, but energy being implementing and instilling things in your life that give you joy, make you laugh and bring you peace. And yes, perhaps you do enjoy your business. Perhaps you do it. Like I love speaking. I love education. I love training. I love giving people tools that they need to keep moving forward on their mission and their vision, for example. And I also know that to show up effectively on that stage I need to ensure that, you know, I'm drinking enough water, for example, so I don't, I don't dry out. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, for if I'm doing a one hour talk or a 30 minute talk or a two hour workshop, I know that I'm my best when I get my full night of sleep. I know that, you know, if I was to go on a red eye flight, arrive at 7 a.m. in that city and hop on stage at 8 a.m., it wouldn't work out. No. No, could I make it work? Sure. You could always make something work, but it wouldn't be the best. It wouldn't be as best as it can be. And so what are those things for you that really help you to keep your energy or even increase your energy in your life? Joy, laughter, and peace. Efficiency goes into how can you ensure that you are staying focused? You're staying focused. And so, for example, one of the tools that I share is three goals in three months. 
in any three month period. We are right now, the time that we're recording this live, it is November 28th. So the next three months, that's November 28th to February 28th. What are your top three goals that you're focusing on? And depending on your size of business, that may be all three of them business goals and then three separate personal goals or the three goals is a mixture of personal and business. But the idea is that you're only focusing on three goals in three months. That's your focus. And then effectiveness. Oh, yes. Effectiveness <laughs> goes into <laughs> the idea of there's a book that I read reading recently. Well, I read it last year. Then I reread it again. One of those books. You just reread it <laughs> and called Happy Pocket Full of Money. Happy Pocket Full of Money by David Cameron Gandhi. And in that book, I remember when I was rereading it the second time, I took note of this sentence. He says, stop choosing what has been chosen for you by others and start choosing on your own. Stop choosing what has been chosen for you by others and start choosing on your own. And what that means is yes, you crafted this business based off of your interests and your hobby and what it is that you love doing. And as your business grows and you're five years, 10 years, 20 years in your business, you have a team of people, whether it's one person or 10 people, you might have an office, you might have an office, whatever it may be, understanding that you are in control of your own time. You are in control of your own energy. You are in control of your own space and what it is that you choose to say yes to and what it is that you choose to say no to. So be mindful of what it is that you're saying yes and no to and to help you do that, reflecting on what brings the energy, what doesn't, okay? And thinking about, you know, what are your focus areas for the next three months and so on and so forth. So yes, those are some of the tools on how you can really sustain yourself as a leader to ensure that you're effectively showing up for yourself, for all other areas of your life, you know? So for example, let's say you have grandkids. When's the last time you spent time with them? Do you enjoy it? Maybe you don't. Maybe you haven't spent time with them in a while. But if you're saying, oh, I'm just so busy, okay. If you're, you know, when's the last time you've had date night with your partner, with your spouse, with your husband, with your wife? When's the last time you had that date night? Because I guarantee you, they probably know. When's the last time you did not show up? Okay. They know. And it's not that you're too busy for them. It's that you're not making the time. When you're honest with yourself, it's not that you're busy. It's that you're not making the time. And we can all make the time for the things that we want. We have that power. We have that power. So take back that power and really think about and consider what are the things that you actually, that fuel you, that help you to show up at your best. Okay. And, you know, showing up, up at your best is, is key to leadership. You know, people always take keys from you. Nobody's going to exactly. do more or be better in your business than you. That so setting that, that example, um, you know, it's better to show up um, and set an example um, as opposed to just be around all the time. Exactly. So, so, so the one thing that's a challenge with these is I have so many great guests and an hour seems like it's a long time, but it never <laughs> is <laughs> because I, you know, I could talk about small business so. Yeah, and I'm sure you can too. We got a lot of yes. Experience. I mean, the workshop is three hours, so we can go on the keynote. <laughs> you know, keynote's an hour, so we can go all day. We go all night. <laughs> okay, so this is just like um, the second inning for you. Uh, 
<laughs> so um, usually when we close out, I always ask the guests to um, share three key takeaways um, mm. from what we talked about. Because, you know, we talk about a lot of things, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, it's important to focus and, you know, focus on three things that you can really take away and start doing tomorrow based on what we discussed. So I'll give you a second to think about that. Oh, yes. That was a lot. We, we talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah. So and during that, I'm just going to share a little bit about the uh, Cyber Monday stuff we have and just, um, you know, some other things that are coming up. So, you know, once again, uh, website links in the chat, you know, if you want to get um, some gear, we got some great stuff, you know, represent as a business owner uh, for Small Business Pro University, as well as, you know, this is, you know, the best offer I've ever made on my three books, 33% um, off. So it's the book, the workbook, and the Masterpreneur Playbook. So um, definitely you can check those out. Um, I'll just share a quick, short info about my book. And then we'll come back with to Vanessa and she'll share the three key things, um, three key takeaways um, from tonight's message. My first book is Running Your Small Business Like a Pro. Mm -hmm. And really, that took me five years to write. It was, mm -hmm. you know, your first book, as you know, right, is right. the hardest one. Right, exactly. exactly. Um, Let me take a But yeah. it really... Um, took the work of working with 500 plus business owners. So 500, wow, that's great. And um, looked at the patterns that I've seen and really broke down the things that they needed to know mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, how do they get where they are now? Mm -hmm. What's their most important job as a business owner? Mm -hmm. um, what is their greatest fear, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then, you know, is it your employees or are you crazy because, you know, Definitely managing people is a challenge right, um, right. for small businesses and just, you know, important things about financing and retirement, all those things that you need to know as a business owner. Mm -hmm. But, you know, where would you have learned them? Who's teaching you that? Mm -hmm. uh, so many business owners don't know those things. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm here with Vanessa Zami and we're talking small business. Really had a chance to hear from Vanessa, the business defibrillator about um, really leadership and developing yourself as a leader to run your more organization more effectively. So like we said, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but what are three things that we should take away that we can put to work immediately within our business? Yes, so I during the, love the couple of minutes you had there helping to sort of think in my mind past hour that we've chatted through. So the top three things is number one, your business is beyond your finances. The key is to really leverage your leadership. And so if you don't already have a team, if you're in your more than five years in business, consider hiring your first employee. If you do have a team, think about scheduling check-ins with your one-on-one -on -one check-ins with your team members to learn more about them. Not check-ins about their project, but really check-ins about where are they with their goals and their vision? How do they feel about their contribution to your company? And where, what are they expecting and how are they expected to contribute further? And so have those development conversations, okay? Now, number two, with that being said, we talked about a lot com about communication. We said a lot about communication, effective communication. And the key to that, one of the key interpersonal skills to that is active listening. 
and being there as a leader to listen and ask the right questions or ask questions in general to your employees to understand more about what they're doing and how they're thinking about what they're doing. Well, at the same time, not being a micromanager. So keeping in mind, is your employee a doer or entrepreneur? So as you think about, there's probably a difficult employee in your mind that you were thinking about during this live show. You said, oh yeah, oof, man, yeah, that that Paul, mm, that Sally. Mm -mm. Right? You maybe, maybe you had some people in mind. And so for that person, for that difficult employee, I want you to really consider, are they the entrepreneurial mindset person? And then I would love for you, would it be amazing? They would love for it too. Schedule a discussion for you two to discuss your relationship. Have that communication, naturally listen. And then number three, third, but certainly not least, is, you know, we're all intelligent people listening to this live show here, okay? And our intelligence can tell us and knows that stress kills. Stress kills. And at the end of the day, if you don't show up for your business, no one else will. But that does not mean that you need to do this stressful hustle culture. The hustle culture, honestly, is not sustainable for your business because it's not sustainable for you. And you feel it, you felt it. And so prioritizing yourself so that you can show up the best way that you can for each of your meetings, each of your uh, media appearances, whatever it may be. And so ways to do that is really looking at what gives you joy, what gives you laughter, what gives you peace. So I want you to think about the last time that you enjoyed yourself and had a great time, this is going to be a nice little quick tip for you to do this, to start doing this. Well, the last time you had some joy, and we're on November 28th. Maybe this was spending time with family. Maybe it wasn't. But what gave you joy recently? And how can you repeat that within the next seven days? What gave you joy recently? And how can you repeat that within the next seven days? So, yes. Okay. So those are great. Um, you know. Your business is more than money and leverage leadership and develop your team, communicate with listening as well as asking questions. And finally, stress kills. So we want to make sure that we're not killing ourselves out there with our businesses. So um, this has been great. Thank you for sharing your time, your expertise, your wisdom and, uh, and your energy. Uh, so definitely. Thanks Thank again. you for having me, Andrew. It's a pleasure being here. Okay, definitely. And, um, you know, if you want to connect with Vanessa, um, in the chat, we've got her um, LinkedIn profile. Okay, Zami Vanessa. We've got her website, um, yourvisioncatalyst.com. And, um, and we've got her here. So you can always come back to the recordings if you missed anything or if you want to share it with others that you know so thanks again anything else you want to share before we close out no that's it uh, i'm going on my woman's freedom tour next year so or in 2024 yeah. and so you're welcome to follow me on linkedin and updates and vanessazami.com okay excellent excellent so hang on for a minute i'm gonna close it out and um, we'll go from there so once again, um, thanks for joining us tonight uh, for the show. Um, always appreciate comments and feedback and, um, you know, enjoy hearing from you. So, um, you know, as we go into the holidays, um, you know, definitely wish you 
and you know, happy holidays and um, you know much success with your business over the next um, for the remainder of the year. And then just um, you know next week, um, what do we have going on? So next week we're going to talk about how to drive greater success now and in the future. So um, you know definitely the world is changing. Um, your business has to change along with it. Um, there's key ways that you can prepare yourself now for, and your business now for greater success in the future. So we're going to be talking about, you know, how do we do this? What are the key things that, um, people should be focusing on? So of course, you know, I mentioned our cyber deals, so they're on through this week. So, um, don't miss out. And, um, other than that, you know, one of the things I always think about is, you know, at the end of the day, the more that you know, the faster and more successfully your business is going to grow. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.